Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's sit back because it's time for the podcast. Okay, welcome. Well, shit. <laughs> shit. <laughs> You're like, what am I doing here? Why am I here? <laughs> okay, welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. That was better. Oh, thank you. I'm joined by Rui Madge. How you doing, mate? I'm good. How are you? Really good, thank you. Nice to see you. What's going on with the tracking? Uh, not sure, really. It's it's a friend of mine's. He left it left it at my house over the weekend, so I just popped it on. What the fuck are you talking about? Is that a true story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't think that's okay. I'm not wearing a full tracksuit, just no, the top. No, no, it's not, it's not about it being a full tracksuit. It's about a friend of yours accidentally left the thing at your house. Do you, not do, do you never no, do that? it's fucking unacceptable. <laughs> He's basically saying, I didn't wear his trousers. Yeah. yeah. No, no. <laughs> I'm going to give it back to him. Mate, anyway, that's, I actually think that's out of order. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'll never do it again. What's the air cut on giving it back, like dry cleaners? Yeah, yeah, get it cleaned. Yeah. Ooh, you didn't say dry cleaners. No. Yeah, just and pop, also, pop and also <laughs> yeah, yeah, just clean it. Also, he just said that because you asked him. There's no fucking way he would have got it cleaned otherwise. The He's been put under pressure. The little aftershave one. <laughs> Spray it a bit and bit shake for it. Breeze. Yeah, yeah, done. Um, so as you can hear, we've been we've been joined today by the legend that is Kano. Hello, mate. Hello. We are buzzing to have you on the podcast, mate. <laughs> hey, Thank man. you for coming on. Yeah, safe. Uh, how's life? All right. What do you think about that, by the way? What about that? Yeah. yeah. It's it's something I would do. Mm, what you'd know. wear if somebody yeah, yeah, just if you like it and you want to pop something. Yeah, up, I probably would do just that. Mix to be it up a bit. Yeah. Are you lying? Are you being serious? <laughs> no. Okay, both. But you would dry clean it. No, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got so much in common. <laughs> like yeah, if you've left something in my house, I know you well enough to yeah for you to know yeah. you well enough. To, right, right. right. <laughs> I, I, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How well do you know this person? You were really well. Okay, fine. Yeah, fine. Okay, turns out I'm the prick in this scenario. End of podcast. I once. Went to Germany to do promo and my luggage weren't there when right. I got there and I borrowed a pair of jeans from someone. Yeah. And when like the guy's got a lot of money and stuff. <laughs> and I thought it would just be cool. <laughs> like, just I, never just wore his back. Jeans. I thought, yeah, safe, I had a pair of jeans. <laughs> anyway, about a month later, he wanted them back. And I was like, Alright, cool. He sent like a S class Mercedes to come and pick him to up. Pick I'm like, up. that's worth more than a jeans. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it, but he, he wanted them back. Wow, and that's quite a long period of time to wait for them as well. Yeah, you know what I mean? Are you n- slightly nervous that um, he was thinking he's going to resell them or something and he wanted to get like about a month of that kind of Kano stank on him? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not dry <laughs> drainage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I came to see you on your last tour in oh, yeah. Manchester. Oh, the money one. Was that Ritz, I think? Yes, I think so, yeah. And it was amazing, man. It was so good. I came with my brother. I could I was on tour at the same time that you're on tour. Mm. And You didn't go to his though. 
No, why would he? Why do you? Why would you do that? He, he, <laughs> he's on tour now, so there's an opportunity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Brighton ones have to lost, as you know. Oh, it's <laughs> gone. Oh, yeah. It's well, you were down there as yeah, well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would love to. Come. Yeah, I was outside the venue. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was amazing, though, man. It yeah, was so we had, good. had a good. We we had a good, you know, time that whole tour. Manchester's always one I look forward to, though. Yeah. Because um, I don't know. I've always loved going to Manchester. Um, feel like the audience is like good for me there, and I got a lot of mates up there, so you know we always have a good one. Yeah, and you're about to go on tour again now, right? Yeah, October got a couple of dates. So where are you going? Um, going. I think I'm starting in Glasgow. It's only like five dates for the first run. Um, Glasgow, Birmingham, Manchester, uh, London, obviously, yeah. and Brighton. Okay, yeah, and Brighton as well. You're yeah. doing Royal Albert Hall, aren't you? Is yeah, right? yeah, yeah, for London, doing Royal Albert Hall. So have you done Royal Albert Hall before? I've done it as a support act right. for Jay Z. Shit, really? Yeah, yeah. So how did that come about? Um, just I was supporting him for that whole tour. Right. Um, Which two thousand and seven. Right. And um, yeah, I supported that whole tour. And then I think their London show was like Wembley Arena. Yeah. And then they put on an extra special one after the tour was done, and that was Royal Albert Hall. Wow. Yeah. And and then we supported that as well, and it was just like, man. Yeah, it was a real, and you could tell how serious he took it as well. When yeah, he, like he bought out Nas, you know what I mean, and they right. after their B for a long yeah, time, you mm. know what I mean, and he done done a tune together. It was like, yeah. Did you chat to him at all? Do you know what? I didn't speak to him the whole tour until the Royal Albert Hall show. Like afterwards, we had a little chat. Yeah, because he was one of them guys like car pulls up, you know, <laughs> like yeah, no. <laughs> no sound check, yeah. you know what I mean. The car pulls mm. up like about. 9.15, he gets out of the car, he walks down the corridor, mm. then he walks up the stairs to the stage, then someone hands him the mic, and then oh he's spitting God. the first word as he walks. You know what I mean? Serious? Yeah, that's it. So that's whenever I see those videos where they do that, I always assume that's bullshit, but it's nah, legit. Nah, with that's him, how he does it. It was legit with him. So we never really saw him. And then right. straight out at the end. Straight out at mm. the end. Until Royal Albert Hall, when that finished, it was like, stayed at the end everyone was in the corridors mm. and everyone was having a drink yeah. and, and whatnot you know what I mean so that's when I got to chat to him he you obviously uh, come across as a very laid back sort of cool guy yeah. were you still like this with him or were you starstruck I mean do you uh, get starstruck at I all? still think about today because I, I was still <laughs> like how I am yeah. really yeah and I wish I was <laughs> you think you wish you were a bit more hyped yeah, or whatever yeah, with he, him he called me up he um I was just there chatting to a mate and he was like I just heard like, yo, fam, family. I remember to this day, he's like, family. I'm looking over like, who's that? It can't be talking about me. Then he's like, yo, family. I was like, you know the ones that you point to yourself? Like, yeah. <laughs> me? Anyway, I went over there and he was like, yeah, yeah, just like, just want to say thank you for, you know what I mean, supporting the tour and like, like what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, man, cool. All right, bless man, safe. Boom, and I walked off. And as I was walking off, I was thinking, no. I could have had to drag that out a done? bit longer. The possibilities that could have came. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just kept it like, yeah. But that's cool, cool though, isn't it? Yeah. Can I tell you, because I, 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 I did, Maybe. I was like, I love running the jewels. I've always talked about fucking running the jewels. Anyway, oh, we yeah. did a thing like, like year before last where we, I was filming with them and I didn't do what you did. I became a, a fucking <laughs> like a verbal diarrhea. Mate, it was so okay. embarrassing, man. <laughs> Do you know what? The other thing I did, which what? is really a bad move, is I went to hug LP mm. 
And it's just like, I've just li- literally just met the geezer. <laughs> he looked at me like, sorry, man, what the fuck are you up to? And then it was just... It what was, were you saying to them? Like, over-explaining You're stuff, like the like... most exciting duo out right now. The latest sound's just so... It's just so incredible. You know, I just, for you to do, to do what you're doing, it's just awful. But, but I did see Jay-Z again, and I did ask for a picture. Oh, oh did you? you? And how there was he with that? All right. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, then I think we was I was doing the Gorillas tour. Right, we, they played Madison Square Garden, and I was a part of that. And Jay Z came to watch, and he yeah. was side stage, um, and that was nerve wracking. Him side stage as you're about Watching to walk you, on, yeah. yeah. And it was like weird. And then when we come off, just like spoke a little bit, and then I was like, "Can I have a picture?" It was like on a camera as well, <laughs> like a <full, laughs> them to digital cam, and um, yeah, we took a picture. He was cool. Yeah, is that the most starstruck you've been? Do you think? Jay-Z. Yeah. yeah, that's the most it will ever get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and, and like R9 Ronaldo, if I saw, I think I couldn't help. I know he probably don't, he don't even speak English, Yeah, but I'm going to have to tell him something. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. He's going to yeah. have to hear this English. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like, yeah, he's it right. to me. You have just brought out a new album. Mm. How much do you shit yourself when you bring out a new album? Because obviously you're following up Made in the Manor, which was... Like incredible, incredible, and uh, in fact, made in the manner was the reason that Frankie Boyle looked up what the meaning of the word shubs was. Because have you heard? Because he was on the podcast. Serious, just going, no. I just didn't know what it was. Shubs. Was, yeah, Is it? serious. <laughs> so he didn't. So Frankie Boyle was like, I didn't know what it meant. Yeah. So I looked up, and now thanks to you, he knows what it means. So oh, thanks, okay. man. Ah. On behalf of Frankie, <laughs> thank you for doing that. Sweet. That's, so, that's sick. I um, obviously, the new album Hoodies All Summer is like. I mean. We love it. I was in the ends when Kenny from Network was buying out Benz. So now it's high end when I got nice spend. Climatize, yes, no shine to my neck. But the stripes are my crepes, so drug dealer rest. You can smell the east on me, like pink Ralphs and Versace blue jeans on me. I told my cousin, don't worry, I got peas on me. We fuck club up, then flee the scene. Drive two months off the floor, me get bashing in the dealership. Pull black, cool facts, man, didn't even leak the shit. Big man ting, it's a big man ting. If you grip my tings, it's a hitman ting. I don't leave. How nervous were you about coming out following up Made in a Manor? Or does that not even does not even register if you just think I just put it out? Um, it's more excitement. It, it doesn't register when you're making it. But then, yeah, I guess it's more you put it out and then it's like anticipation for yeah. the response. You know what I mean? Maybe not nerves, you know? No. Okay. Yeah, maybe not nerves. But then when it comes out, are you watching for reaction or do you switch off, com- disconnect from it completely and go and do something else? Nah, I'm I'm watching a bit. Like, I'm not really a social media guy. Right. But I can't lie, when you drop something, you yeah. kind of do watch a little bit. Yeah. And what's nice, for, you know, as an artist is like when your peers are now phoning you and texting you, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Love this tune, love that tune. So that is also like yeah. something that's quite nice and important to me. Uh, one of my issues I have is that my mum will phone me up to read out anything bad that's been said about me. <laughs> oh my well, so like she, reading out tweets and stuff. So she'll read out tweets, she'll, like, she'll read out like any bad reviews I get, she'll go to me. I just think it's important that you know, you know what people <laughs> are saying keep about you. Keep your feet on the ground. Yeah, yeah keep your feet on the horrible. She phoned me up the Balance. other day like to just read out this fucking diatribe that this guy had like put out about me. I was like, mum, I don't understand, I can't do anything about that. Like. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, All you're doing is destroying my self-esteem. Yeah, you can't. My mum does, she gets quite into it as well. Yeah. yeah, she phones me up on that or texts me like fire emojis and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, Just that on his own. 
<laughs> yeah, she really does that. She's like, yo, you just say like, yo, the popcorn shoot, mad. <laughs> With like pure D's, D's, D's. fire, fire, fire. I'm like, all right, winning out here. It's a very different album to Made in the Manor, isn't it? Yeah. Sort of much more reflective. And and was that something when like you started putting it together, you thought this is how it's... Was that a conscious decision before you started doing any of it or was that what happened as you were making the, the songs? I think most of the musical decisions were conscious Yeah. from early. And I think lyrically it kind of took a while and then kind of happened as I was in there more and more. Yeah. And I, th I think I was struggling with what to say, if you know what I mean, because of Made in a Manor. Yeah. You know I, mean? I think this album just had to be different to Made in a Manor. Right, right, It couldn't right. be more of the same, like, you know, like, and then another 12 personal stories, you know, yeah. you know what I mean? I feel like I revealed so much and just kind of just being stuck and then just realising maybe reversing that lens and then looking outward is, yeah. is kind of the way for this and then everything clicked into place after that and then right. things began to flow. But it was about probably a year of struggling. Yeah. Well, just trying to figure out what you're going to do. Yeah. But and still not stopping making the music. Okay. But kind of lyrics, okay, I don't know what I'm going to say yet. I might have a verse here and there, but, uh, yeah. Does it just take as long as it takes as far as you're concerned? Or? Yeah, unfortunately. Right. So, yeah. You're not working to a deadline. You're just like, I'm going to wait for the creative juices to flow. Or yeah. And then the deadline comes into play. And then you just realise you're not going to hear it and then, <laughs> then you miss it. Just keep right, 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 right. Then you have a tour book <clears throat> and then you cancel it all. And that's what happened. Yeah. 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 I had Royal Abbey Hall book before, like yeah. the year before, and then the album just weren't ready. So I was like, nah, wait till it's ready. Takes how long? Whatever. And I think what helped is that that, that six years off before Made in a Manor, yeah. That was nervous times sure. because it's like, wow, are people still gonna be here? Yeah, yeah. That people want to hear my perspective. That they care, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And I think releasing that album just made me realize: look, if the music's good, the ears will be there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, ain't about trying to stay hot every mm. year and jump on all these features yeah, and just yeah. trying to stay popping, or you know what I mean. So yeah, the three years was a little bit easy because of the. <laughs> The previous, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, it's only three years. When you're doing a six-year break, or you know, when you're away from it for six years, were you watching what was going on in the music scene and getting anxious or nothing, or what? What were kind of your feelings, sort of being away from it? I think the early part of the six years was like me a bit uninspired, watching what was going on, not really feeling it, right. Um, you know, it's becoming, everyone was like chasing commerciality a bit okay. much and um, compromising what I thought, what I assumed their beliefs were. And I just didn't necessarily know how I fitted into that, you know what I mean? And then I started doing Top Boy. So that kind of, <clears throat> you know, I could I could do something else yeah. and just, you know what I mean, got my head away a little bit. And then, you know, I began to like miss it a little bit, miss music and that. And then... Towards the end of that six years, while I was making an album, it was then seeing my peers like doing their thing and, you know what I mean, smashing mm. shows and festivals and, you know what I mean, everyone was like, whatever. And then I was like, oh, I want to be a part of this, yeah, I want to yeah. be a part of this, but, you know what I mean, I just want to do it in the right way kind of thing. You're, I mean, because the thing is, is that grime has exploded, obviously. You're in a situation where like, I think that music is listened to in a, in a bit more of a disposable way than it has been in the past. You know yeah, I mean? surely. And your albums sort of 
go against the grain in that regard in terms of it feels like you're making records that you want to have longevity. Mm. Is that just how it comes out or is that how, you know, what is that? Is that that's a conscious thing for you that you're making a record that you want to stand the sort of test of time? Is that your Is that the idea behind it? Yeah. Something that I want to stand behind, you know, like I can stand, I can just, you know, say that this is what I love. This is what's in my heart. This is my truth. You know what I mean? And to be able to look back in years' time and just knowing that I was solid kind of yeah. thing. But yeah, you're, you know, very aware that people are just throwing out singles or yeah. people might even not even listen to this album as a whole. They might just like put tracks together mm. on a playlist yeah. or what, you know what I mean? Um, and, you know, and you, and you take so long over a sequence and how this track flows into that one. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, it's sometimes you feel a bit like a dinosaur, but those are the, you know, the albums I rate and the artists I respect over the years. And I take it as a challenge. Like, people can get down by that and just whatever, but I'm like, all right, well, if no one's really listening to albums like that anymore, maybe the music just has to be better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the music has to be that good to force people to... To change the habits, of, yeah, you know, the new way. habits that people have formed or whatever. Yeah, it's like, I know the Hoodies All Summer's an album, like, you can't just... Like, you got to say, I'm going to listen to this. Yeah, mm. sure, yeah. You know what mm. I mean? you got to dedicate time to it. And maybe, and it's not a lot of time. It's like 10 tracks, 40 minutes, you know, but it's not like a background album. Well, yeah, I mean, it's good that you're making stuff that you can look back on because I sometimes look back at stuff I even did last year and I think that's <laughs> fucking dog shit. Uh, <laughs> so good for you, man. And it doesn't stand that. the test of time. Pardon? And it doesn't stand the test of time. Mate, sometimes I've done stuff and then I watch the fucking edit and I think, Jesus <laughs> Christ, this is Let's over. Let's get this done. This Let's is get fucking out. over, mate. That happens, don't it? Oh, God. Here's a little bit that you like to call How Did You Get Into Hip Hop? What music did you listen to? Because obviously this is a hip hop podcast, but I don't want to be tied to that. But like, what did you listen to sort of growing up? How did you get into sort of becoming an MC? Growing up for me is more dancehall music, I right. would say. Like early, early days was like Buja Bantons and Mad Cobra, Shabba, you know, um, then into Bounty Killer. Like that was kind of just like my thing. Um, and is that, is that, did you find that yourself or was that what was being listened to in your house? In my house was more like, reggae and then my uncle's like the early dance or like the super cats and so then when we used to go to jamaica like as a kid like every year we used to spend like the whole six weeks holidays there or go for eight weeks or whatever and then obviously i, I became into what the the newer form of dancer was and what the younger people was listening to um so yeah it's a bit kind of inherited and a, and a bit kind of discovered by myself like over there um buying seven inch and, and stuff and bringing them back and yeah, so that that was that, and then it was really hip hop came into play, but also garage did. Right, and like garage was big for me. Yeah, and yeah, that's like the records I used to buy. My brother used to DJ, and um, yeah, I picked up the mic and was a fan of like Heartless Crew and D Double E and yeah, you know. Those kind of MCs. It's just yeah, it was that, but hip hop was kind of in the mix, but not like, like I wasn't. You weren't like exclusively listening to him. Wu Tang album. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't that. It was like uh, my in was probably more like around Biggie. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of stuff. And then how did you start like MCing yourself? I started MCing probably around 
14, 15. So where did you do that? In the playground first. Right. In the circle. Yeah. <laughs> beatbox thing. That was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we used to like like battle and that and all that stuff. Um, so yeah, probably started in a playground. What were your battle skills like? Did you get your ass handed to you? Or were you like, no, no, I was out? like I was the man straight away. To be honest, really, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I came in and this my brother as well. <laughs> was like, yeah. I came in and was like, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Those times, beatbox battling and and then that probably led to. Pirate Radio, I think the first station I was on was called Flavor in Canatown, Referral Market. Brother was DJing and me and another guy called Demon. Yeah, so that was around 16-ish. Right. And then were you thinking you're going to do this for a career at that stage or were you just pissing about? Not yet. I was just like doing it because that's what I like to do and then I started producing at around, yeah, around 15, like same time I had Cubase at home. Uh, so I used to like make beats. Where I made my first tune and then that got played on Deja Vu then I joined Nasty Crew these times I'm around 17 and then went to Iron Napa at 18 just to do some bookings or whatever Yeah, probably wore some other people's clothes because we stayed there for too, <laughs> too <Sons> long jeans. <laughs> ended up there for about five weeks really yeah yeah booked wow. for like three weeks and then stayed like about five weeks it's crazy it's just doing raves and what because back then it was like we were just on the pipe radio and like there wasn't a face to the name or there wasn't a face to the lyric mm, mm. so you just there kind of thing in the club then your time comes you jump on the mic and you spit the lyric and it's like the whole club knows it and you're like huh but no one knew it was you yeah, you know yeah. what I mean yeah. you're like wow the whole whatever then the next day like you go to the beach and everyone was there the night before and like guys from Nottingham and Manchester and Burp, like from all over the place who have come to Iron Apple, then we was all thinking like, raw, maybe this is like way bigger than East mm. London because yeah. we're just on Deja Vu. We just, you know, it doesn't spread that far. Yeah. Um, so when I came back from Iron Apple is when I thought, okay, I'm going to take this more seriously now. And it was about making an album straight on from then. And when you first came out, I mean, it, it, you blew up, right? It's hard for me to see it that way. <laughs> but from our... Like, like album-wise or just from MC? Like, well, for album... Like, I mean, I, I just... Album. You just exploded on... Like, you know, like, you... The way I see it is, like, you know, there's, like, two types of, like, blowing up. And there's blowing up within the genre. And then there's just blowing up, like, mainstream blowing up. And that's what you did, right? I mean, you were, like, fucking known... Like, known I mean, you did blow up. I mean, like, you did. <laughs> He's not, he's not denying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I guess it, I guess it's difficult for you to say, yeah. but um, yeah. like did, to right? me, Dizzy blew up. Right, right, right. Okay. And yeah, to other people, maybe they'll be like, yeah, and then you blew up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. his album came out maybe 2003 or something. Yeah, yeah. And mine was 2005, and well, yeah, it did change my life massively. And you know, you're recognised and all that, and you're on tour, and you know, you've got an album out and. Yeah, blowing up to a certain extent. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I think he, like, blew up to an, another level. Right, right, right. You know okay. I mean? Yeah. So it was sort of like a small kind of explosion, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like a bang. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Not a boom. A boom. A bang. <laughs> a bit of everything. Because <laughs> um, the thing I wanted to... Because there's a lot to talk about with your whole style and stuff. Like, And you talking about your background being in dance hall makes sense because... You've got a musicality to your lyrics that a lot of people don't have. I mean, I think it's sort of, I would say, I argue it's kind of like unique to you. Mm. 
how hard do you work at that kind of because you come in and you kind of got like sing-songy intros do you know what I mean with you into your songs and stuff and you you can come up with a catchy hook or whatever like is that is that something that just naturally came to you is it something that you made a conscious decision to include or uh a bit of both because it's weird because like i feel like most people from that class that i come from yeah you know that deja whatever are all unique you yeah. know all sound different from each other right. because you had to yeah it wasn't acceptable to sound like the next person mm. yeah, yeah you know what i mean so it was always about how could i stand out how could i do things differently Plus, we're all just on a pirate radio station with a mic, you know what I mean? You can't stand out by addressing differently or, you know what I mean? It wasn't like all of that. So, yeah, it it was part conscious, like what's going to be like my thing. And and I worked a lot on like flow and, you know, finding new pockets. And Mm. I'm quite into like the technical aspect of it. But I feel like, as you said, like being a fan of dancehall, like those guys to me are so like versatile you know what I mean like Budja Bantam will go and sing a song and then, yeah. he, then he will go and rap the hardest lyrics you know what I mean yeah. and, and it's okay it's not like oh what are you doing that for yeah, yeah. you know and I feel like when I started there was a, probably a little bit of um, oh that's not grime and yeah. whatever, you know what I mean and I was like I'm, I'm not trying to be grime like, yeah. I'm not trying to carry that I would just rather be recognised as an artist and allowed to do whatever is in me so I was always pushing to be myself be different you know what I mean? From, that from the takes. Beginning. That's nerve-wracking though, because obviously now, if I li- if we listen to your records, you know we know what your mm. style is or whatever, and we expect that from you. And you know, you know, we sort of go, yeah, this is Kano. When you f- do that for the first time, that's got to be a bit nerve because, like, you know, people are just spitting bars or whatever, and then you come in and you want to do something a bit hooky or mm. do you know what I mean, have a bit of melody to it. I mean, you must have been shitting yourself the first time you like you fr- tried it out. <laughs> Uh, probably I remember one memory I do have is like on the pirate radio coming and and spitting like slow over right. a fast beat right, right, right you know what I mean everyone was like huh you know because everyone was like da, 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 da. you don't know me blah you don't know, you know me blah. everyone was like shouting and, 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 and whatever and I come in and I was like like whatever and everyone was like what and then you like then you and you speed it up but you might only speed it up to where they start but I just realised like slowing it down then picking up just yeah. has more of an impact you mm. know what I mean and like how to you know craft a verse that's why like on P's and Q's that's slipping yeah, if they yeah. bring the blitz with the clip that mm. you know what I mean from like you might see my face yeah, yeah, yeah. that's on the same song slipping if there ain't a blitz between the clips, that's slipping. No whip out the man of Lincoln chicks, that's slipping. That's slipping. If you see me and I ain't with my crew, believe I'm on my B's and Q's, even on my own too. That's the difference between me and you. If you see me and I ain't with my crew, believe I'm on my B's and Q's, even on my own too. That's the difference between me and you. Yeah, I guess a little bit nerve-wracking, but just experiment. Exper- yeah. The experiment of it was like, I don't know, it kind of won. Like, that side of me will always win that artist that's mm. curious, you know mm. what I mean? I remember the story, there's a story about Rakim. Like, he's obviously like, considered one of the greatest mm. hip-hop MCs of all time. But before he came out, like, most rap was like, da 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 rhyme da, 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 you know and then he brought in this like you know rhymes inside the lines and shit like that yeah. and the first time he was in the studio like apparently the producer's like what the fuck is he doing do you know? like this sounds so mad yeah yeah this yeah. is not how people rap like yeah. and then I remember like 
Uh, I think it was like DMC. I was watching the Evolution of Hip Hop and DMC oh, yeah. from DMC yeah. said like, as soon as they heard that, they were like, oh shit, this might be over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Still yeah. stuck with it. He's fucked it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that that you know that happens and and people like that come along you know rarely and every mm. so often and they you know what I mean yeah. they change things forever um and I I always wanted to be yeah. one of those people in our thing you yeah, know what yeah. I mean I feel like Mighty Mo was that person in yeah. Garage because Garage MCs was just doing the you know hyping up the crowd oh, and yeah, just yeah. whatever then Mighty Mo was coming on some IT apostrophe S yes take I guess it's the artist the record artist the regardless the art you know what I mean like yeah. no one was really on that yeah, I was yeah. like wow to me yeah. he took it to a, a next level yeah. then I think like Wiley came you know what I mean then me and what you know so yeah it's important to raise the bar you know what I mean that's what everyone should be doing isn't it? Mm -hmm. just trying to raise the bar why are you trying to do it as good as the people before you like you have to be trying to better yeah yeah shit you know what I mean or what's the point Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Do you think there's people, UK people, that you think are, are raising the bar now? Um, I like Sims. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think she's like, Form she's body and shit, man. Yeah, yeah. she's great. Yeah. I, I, I hear her stuff and I'm sometimes I'm like, yeah, she's just got it. Yeah. She's just got it. Friend of mine as well. But um, yeah, I saw it in her early, like she was just trying to push and be better and not just be, Yeah, yeah. Know, Oh, what a female MCs do. Mm. Like, what? That's not even female. I hate when people say, oh, she's the best female rapper in the yeah, country. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's, she's you know what I mean? She's just a rapper and mm. she's better than, like, most people. Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like she don't get the credit that she deserves. But I know sometimes it's a long game. You know what I mean? And I've been where she's been when you mm. feel like you're better than other people and they might be achieving more and whatnot. But it's all bullshit at the end of the day. Like, I feel, you know, she would stand the test of time and you know people would end up saying like oh no no she's like she's one of the coldest that's how I feel when people say like he's like the best 11th best Asian comedian yeah. I no. you're the 11th now yeah I think so <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's where I'm at <laughs> but do you think it's more it's difficult to do that though because like for Sims and for yourself well I guess for, for you and Sims it's, it's a bit different but like Sims would be looking at people like getting short term kind of accolades and, and exposure and attention and she is I guess she'd be fighting that desire to try and 
move into that you know it must be frustrating if you're trying to beat on your craft and then you're seeing people blowing up with what you think is not as good or you know whatever yeah, yeah. It, it is tough mm. you know and 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 what's even more frustrating is i bet some of the people that are going for the other stuff in terms of the the audience the public they even know it's not as good mm. <laughs> take, take what's there you yeah. know what i mean it's like we all know, don't like we all know what better food to eat than yeah. the other bit of food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and still don't go for the spinach. Yeah, yeah. but uh, yeah. I don't know. She's doing well anyway, and it's like you know you can't you can't just keep looking at that stuff because it will drive you crazy. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and life just isn't fair. Like you know, what I mean, it's like there's better English players than David Beckham but yeah. he is who he is and it's like it is what it is yeah you know, Paul Scholes yeah, can't yeah. be at home like just like oh <laughs> why is he getting all that yeah. you know uh, I've got to ask you about um, your girl's pum pum smells like the A13 <laughs> 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 I did not think gear change <laughs> <laughs> the gear change there <laughs> what a gear change <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Incredible. Uh, because <laughs> once I did a show and someone had it on a banner, just like at a festival. <laughs> Mate, uh, I gotta tell you, like that fucking lyric. It's just because the way that you just reacted then is how everybody reacted when they first heard that lyric. Yeah, yeah. yeah because see. it just comes out of nowhere. It's fucking like so funny. Did you have any feeling it was going to get a reaction that it did or become as sort of iconic as it did when you did it? <laughs> no, no, not really. Um, I was just having like making myself laugh, and I done that by myself. Like I recorded that in my living room by myself. Yeah. Like no engineering, whatever. And I, I just remember just like laughing, <laughs> like laughing my head off doing it. And um, and it was just meant to be a freestyle. It wasn't meant to be on the album. Right. Um, but I ended up putting it on there. But so that was yeah, was it yeah. genuinely you pissing about? Yeah, that was that was literally <laughs> recorded in my living room, just me and um, yeah, fucking about. And then you got people to do fan videos, it like for the for the video of it was. Yeah, because I put it out on. I think I'd put a clip up on Instagram or something. Yeah. And then people were like recording that and sending me back stuff and whatnot. So I was just like, send me your clips. Then I just decided to do a video and like, it got a bit long because I had to email everyone the song individually. Right. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> I didn't just want to put a song out there. Um, and I was like, you know, you're putting in an email, look, I would look, I would appreciate if you don't yeah. like share yeah. this. You know what I mean? Obviously, you know, you can yeah, do what yeah. you want, but like, like please don't and no one did to be fair um, yeah and people like all all around the world was like sending me their clips and stuff do yeah, you reckon I reckon there must be people that went to that exit to I, see <laughs> well not to compare it to anybody's pom pom but like just to see <laughs> what the smell was that you're talking about people have passed it and messaged me yeah like sent me videos <laughs> yeah I know I know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I just wonder if, like, in years to come, people will, like, 
and you know, blue plaque there'll be like there. tours there and go, yeah. you, know, you may notice this, yeah. <laughs> a blue plaque. Just for the lyric. This is, this is the area that Kano once referred to as smelling like uh, one of his adversary's girls' pumping. <laughs> but everyone that knew it, like, they, that was the thing for me when, like, people were like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, you put that in there. So do you listen to much music yourself? Do you know what? I'm trying to like get back into listening to music because obviously, not obviously, but when I'm making an album, I don't really... Yeah. yeah. It's like, well, in the three and a half years, whatever, I was doing a show and then making an album, I don't really get too much time to listen to music or you kind of want to not be subconsciously influenced by what's going on. And So yeah, during the course of that album, I think, listening to a seat at the table Solange is quite a bit early on um, maybe three years ago and then Sims album that's come out this year DWE's album I think came out last year I listened to his quite a bit mm. Kendrick's yeah those are the albums that listen to listen to Dave's a bit when he dropped recently Santam from the book called XAJ man mystic with a pen like JK true say I ain't really a drinker but I got love for brandy like Ray J champagne popper 44 chopper in a black night bomber heartbeat stopper half our MC dropper 45 whapper leave you in the states like Kaka AJ from the look look X Santan man's got style and a rhythm like Gangnam two young brothers trying to eat off of music but we used to eat off of pebs in the sandbags now we get money music money money that could put a girlfriend in a handbag white teeth Balenciaga's man bag left winger with a long stick like a granddad AJ uh, Dave's that festival video of that kid that came up on uh, oh yeah yeah but it's fucking mad I haven't seen it but a lot of people were talking about it well this kid comes on and like spits the verse yeah, yeah. he's clearly <laughs> off his fucking tits this kid is it yeah I mean he is it like it wouldn't have surprised me if they said minutes later he collapsed. Yeah. I mean, he, he just fucking looked he goes on for it. it though, and he could right, remember the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it's a tough one remembering lyrics. Is it? Have you ever had? Have you ever struggled? Once you get the first line, you're kind of there. You yeah. know what I mean? It all comes back. What I have done a couple of times, we've done, a, done the first verse, then when the second verse comes, done the first verse again. <laughs> but once you commit, you're like, nah, oh, shit. <laughs> you got to just go with it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I, I did do like a 10-year anniversary gig for Home Sweet Home yeah. a few years back. And I had to learn the whole album again. Because I, I would perform like P's and Q's, so I know that. Yeah and a couple tunes but most of it like, I just didn't know so I was listening to the album right. and I had to like a fan I didn't yeah. know what was coming next yeah, yeah. Right. when I was speaking mm. and I and I decided to learn like one a day so you know the whole day I'll play this one song yeah. the next day move on to the next one and that was crazy like literally not knowing wow and did you yeah. find it came back to you at all or were you literally having to learn it from scratch most of it came back like sometimes it'd be like the third verse on whatever song. It's yeah. like, wow, I, I've got to literally learn that again because I can't remember that at all. And, and then and then I wasn't really putting lyrics that writing them down and right. And I think that kind of process helps. But then yeah. I was just doing it. Like, I had that like my first uh, ever uh, Edinburgh show. It's not written down anywhere, and I couldn't tell you any of the fucking jokes from mm. that set or recorded anywhere. So that's gone now. Do you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> If for any reason anybody asked me to perform again, it's over. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do it. Ten year anniversary. You know what, man, I was going to ask, like, for you, I guess, you need everyone to not know what you're about to say. Yes. Mm. Right? 
And that's the worst day in our life. <laughs> no one knowing this song you're about yeah, to I perform. Yeah, you know I mean? We want everyone to know. We have opposite, we have mm. opposite problems. Because mm. for me, for, for comedians, all people want to hear is the new shit. Yeah. Whereas for a lot of, <laughs> like with music, yeah, they don't want to hear the new shit. Yeah. Nah, the old nah, shit, yeah. no, when you know he goes mean? to the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I remember like going to see Ice Cube, <laughs> and he did like Strad Compton, and he's doing stuff of death certificate and that. And then he goes, "Who want to hear that new shit?" And I was like, "Nah." <laughs> because you can't because that's not the environment to hear a song you've not heard before it's difficult isn't it and it's tough for what I guess it's tough for an audience we're not tough but they just don't want it but as an artist it's like you know you kind of you want that response and that reaction and especially that hip hop call and response and all that kind of thing you know like leaving that line so they can sing it back. Yeah, yeah. And that's all part of a show, which I guess you can't have when you're performing new, new, new material. Yeah. Although I did have it once where like, I was writing a new show and it's like, not this tour, the one before. And, um, I was doing it in Leicester and I was fucking like dying on my ass. Do you know what I mean? Like nothing was working. <laughs> I was just like with notes and shit. And I was like trying to figure out stuff. Fucking death. Playing to silence. Mm. And then like about 30 minutes in, just woman just went, why don't you just do some of your old stuff? Oh, and I was just like fucking heartbroken. I was just like, oh my God, Ron, it's over, man. You did, he, like... did, he deliver, did he give her what she wanted? No. <laughs> fuck that. Because, cause that cause... Going to the pocket. Call, yeah, yeah, pocket. Yeah, call and response. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hard that, isn't it? You but see, I mean, like when, you, when, you're, when you've written a new song, will you... Do you ever perform songs before they, you put them out just no, to see? No. That's what I mean. And that's what I feel like I've like singers can do you know what I mean some indie band or whatever yeah, yeah it's this new one mm. called blah 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 and yeah. just do it um, it's tough you might be able to do like drop a beat and spit a verse or something I don't know but not like perform my whole song I don't really do that yeah I kind of like the idol for me is like to drop an album and tour the month after right two weeks minimum yeah so people can live with it a bit mm. and yeah, learn, yeah, sure. learn mm. it a little bit you know what I mean they're still not going to be every word like yeah. the day thing <laughs> that, that might take like a year or something um, or maybe you got crazy people but uh, yeah yeah you kind of yeah you want people to know it man I mean when I came to see you in Manchester the show was fucking unbelievable it was amazing and, and the thing is is that I was, I was sort of watching it and the crowd were like the crowd were going off to what I would describe at my age as an irritating amount. Do you know what I mean, like they were, it was fucking insane to be in amongst it. It's more you know impressive I mean? like, to watch it than being. I mean, mate, it. I like I was respecting what you're doing, but also I value my own comfort. And it was just like it was crazy, man. It was like an amazing show. I mean, how much are you? Because obviously, when when you do comedy, if they don't laugh, mm. it's no longer comedy. Do you know what I mean? So you're you're 100% dependent on their response. How dependent are you on the response of the crowd? I mean, would you have delivered that? Because they were, the crowd are like fucking bang up for it when I go to see you. But like, does that affect you? Will, will your show change depending on what the audience are giving you back? Yeah. I mean, if it's not a good injury, obviously that would just, you know, just change the performance naturally yeah. in terms of how you're performing or how right. much you're into it. Because mm. they get you into it as well. It's like a, you know, a give and take thing but if a song ain't working you might want to and you know you got one coming up that's a bit like that then you might want to change that um so you change the set you just go let's move on from this one or whatever well 
I used to be able to do that more, just perform with a DJ. Right. But when you perform with a band, you're yeah. kind of locked into, you know, what you're doing. But you might be able to like cut a tune that's coming in a few tunes' time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Or you might feel like let's not do the go off stage for the encore because they're not gonna call for us back. <laughs> <laughs> let's just carry. <laughs> be like, All right, he's gone. All right, I'm gone. Lights up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just come back. Who wants? Oh yeah, shit! Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> you know what I mean? You obviously put a lot of effort into your live shows. Do you watch other people? And, and I don't think that's true of everybody. Do you does that frust? Do you watch go? Do you go to gigs and watch people and think this isn't the way to Step do it? Or? No, I go to gigs and I watch their show and I'm like, oh, they made so much profit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they haven't got this a full band. band. This is how you be rich. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need eight strings. We don't need. <laughs> we don't need a bra section. Yeah. We don't. Need, you know what I mean? And it's tough sometimes when you're trying to push yourself and trying to. You know, give the audience a memorable. Is that show. where the having the band comes from? Is it you just want to make it an event? Is that? I just want to make it an event, but I want. I'm just want to excite myself as well. You know what I mean? And keep it fresh and switch things up and represent the music on the album. You know, as true as possible, and then go beyond. Uh, yeah. So it's like it's for me you know what I mean the trend like the Ghetto Coyote outro slowing it down yeah. the strings that blend into ends mm. you know what I mean like these are all things that we care so much about maybe no one else does maybe some some people may come to the show and be like look we just want to hear you do three wheel ups and, and we're kind of <laughs> that's it that's what yeah. we're here for but I feel like there are people there that, that just respect the artistry or whether they know it or not it just gives them a different feeling when you kind of put so much into it yeah but it's long and it's a lot of work and a lot of practice and it costs a lot mm. you know so sometimes it means you don't really make any money but ah, fuck it man yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know what I mean make money doing something else like. yeah, yeah is there anybody that you've seen live that you've like really enjoyed I mean do you have like live experience where you think this is these people are doing it right I've seen on video like Kendrick stuff yeah I've been to an early show of his, I think he had a DJ in London when he was kind of just starting, but everything I've seen that he's been doing in America and whatnot, to me, mm. I look at him and I'm like, he's proper. Yeah. Proper, proper, proper. So he, he's like the a bar. To, yeah, 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 he's a benchmark, you know what I mean? In terms of like, what he's, in terms of his recorded stuff as well, or his live stuff or both? No, rec recorded stuff. Um, yeah, live is sick, but I would like to be there at a show, but... Um, yeah, recorded stuff lyrically, musically. I just feel like um, he just gets it right. That's like hip hop to me at its mm. best. Yeah. Hey, man, what's your favorite hip hop album? And what is some of your favorite hip hop? Some of mine's like, like I'm a big Jay Z fan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Reasonable Doubt would probably be like one of my favorite albums ever. Who wanna bet us that we don't touch letters, stack cheddars forever? Live treacherous, all the etceteras. To the death of us, me and my confidants. We shine, you feel the ambiance, y'all niggas just rhyme. Body else though accumulates like snow. We don't just shine, we illuminate the whole show. You feel me? Factions from the other side would love to kill me. Spill three quarts of my blood into the street, let alone the heat. And then like going, like, I was like Biggie, quite into Biggie, but yeah. you know, Jay-Z, big Nas fan. Um, like I like Andre 3000. Um, I liked the early Eminem stuff. I feel like he was like technically. Mm. Sometimes when you listen to some of his early stuff, when he was really hungry, mm. 
I mean, not literally, but I mean on the mic, he sounded <laughs> hungry. The fuck, the technical expertise of what yeah. he was doing is it's just insane. Yeah, he was like, he was one of those people that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, that come mm. and they just move things so much yeah. more forward. Yeah. And I'm not talking about like commercially, because obviously you've done that as well, and like you know, sales and all of that, whatever. But technically, I just feel like he took it to a place that it hasn't been before. Um, and I feel like Kendrick's influenced by that. Yeah. By mm. M, Bone Fox and Harmony, I see in Kendrick. And maybe like. Oh, that's interesting. I haven't thought of that. Though, but it is a bit of Bone Fox. Yeah, thing, yeah. Though. Just the, the, the melodic thing that he yeah. brings and M. And it's weird, isn't it? There's something. Nas, in... there's a Nas in there as well. Yeah, I yeah. think he's like mm. the superhero that took all, <laughs> all of these, their powers, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also makes it. I mean, every time I talk about Eminem, I get so much fucking shit on this podcast. But you, I know it's weird, isn't it? But when you compare it to like what he's doing now, like I mean, I was like, listen, I was on the way to a gig the other night, and we just had Eminem on shuffle, like from across all of his mm. albums, and like just the the stuff when he was like really going for it. Just you just think this is amazing, and then you hear some of his other stuff, you go, I can't believe this is the same guy. But like my argument is. Because we had Murs on the podcast and he was saying that he's progressing as an artist. Which he had a go at me, basically, didn't he? Mm. Because uh, he said that I was <laughs> I was trying to stifle Eminem's creative progress. Uh, because, but, like, it just doesn't... You sort of think, I can't believe... Some of the stuff he's come up with, you just think, I can't believe there's the same guy that's, like, fucking pushing the envelope so much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like sometimes, I, as a fan, I, I was, like, trying to stifle his sober progress, you know? Because I feel like he was better. <laughs> better when he's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And... It's weird with Eminem because, yeah, you do get... There was a time when you said that and it was just like, obvious, obviously. Yeah. But you do get stick now. And I feel like, obviously, the music he's making now isn't, you know, I don't think it's great. Yeah. And some of the music from then hasn't aged well. Yeah, yeah, mm. yes. you know I mean? yeah. yeah. So it's like listening to it for nostalgia. Some of it you can do that, but then there's songs like Stan that I think is like, one of the best songs ever written. I mean, it's like Stan. Like, it's not just hip hop. Yeah. Just yeah. It's fucking mm. incredible, right? Dear Slim, I wrote you, but you still ain't calling. I left my cell, my pager, and my home phone at the bottom. I sent two letters back in autumn. You must not have got them. There probably was a problem at the post office or something. Sometimes I scribble addresses too sloppy when I jot them. But anyways, fuck it. What's been up, man? How's your daughter? My girlfriend's pregnant too. I'm about to be a father. If I have a daughter, guess what I'm going to call her? I'm a name of Bonnie. I mean, like, the concept of it, the execution of it, just everything. It's ridiculous. And, and you think about where he was in his career at that stage, because it was like, it's on uh, Marshall Mathers LP. Mm. Slim Shady LP had blown up, mm -hmm. and then he's coming out with this record that, argue, you know, is a lot of pressure on that record. And Stan is like, an ex for him, is an experimental song, do you know what I mean? It's like... Mm. It was amazing, like yeah. everything about it. Yeah, he, he was just at the top of his game and, and yeah, may, maybe he has peaked, I don't know, maybe not, but what a peak, man. Yeah, like, mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, him, ridiculous. Do you like J. Cole? I love J. Cole, yeah. Yeah, some people are funny about that one as well. I don't know, I, yeah, I know what you mean, because like... Like some of my friends say, ah, oh, he makes me want to die, he wants to split my wrist, he's boring. He's like, I'm like, whoa, what the fucking hell? Like, but, but I like, I rate him. The thing is, is that... I rate him, but I don't listen to him often. I love J. Cole, 
but I think he's headphones music. Mm. Like I wouldn't put him on in the car when I was with friends or whatever. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's sort of like it's sort of something you listen to on your own. I think. Do you know what I mean? And then sort of think about punching yourself in the dick. Or no, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but like, but I, I do think it's a different kind of thing. Whereas like with someone like Kendrick, Kendrick does have that same quality. You can listen. You can listen, and there's so much to get from Kendrick. But he's also got those tunes that you would just bang out in a car. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a combinate. Yeah, exactly. He's got both of that. And I have that same thing with like, I'm really into Joyner Lucas. I don't think they're Joyner Lucas at all. But like, some of my friends get him. I can't believe you fucking listen to Joyner Lucas. Mm. He's so corny mm. and like all self referential and like. Yeah. But. He does like the conceptual videos and. Yeah, like do that, that, that video that I'm not racist or whatever, where it's like. Have you seen that video? Yeah, it's it was like, amazing. It was incredible, yeah. except I just thought, when I first saw it, I just thought, fucking hell, this racist white guy's <laughs> fucking got bars. That's man. what I thought. <laughs> 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 I thought, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, you know, I, don't, I totally disagree with what you're saying, but fucking hell, I can spit. <laughs> Fair play to it. Plug one, plug two. Guest plugs for you. So what's, pla- what's next plans for you? You're going on tour? Yeah, going on tour, so really just... This week and next week rehearsals, and then I guess the following week the tour will start. Okay. October. And, um, where can we get tickets for that tour from your website or what? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Website. I never know where people can get tickets for mine. So. Yeah. There's well, there's another tour on, so there's tickets available for the next one in okay. in the yeah January February. Right. Okay. So I think it's uh, kanomusic.com <laughs> slash. Oh, it sounds good when you get it. Fucking Google it, mate. Or whatever, whatever search engine you use. Yeah, yeah. Sponsored by Google. Ask Jeeves. Yeah, yeah. Come to the show, man. Come to the Royal Albert Hall if you're around. I'm coming to the Royal Albert Hall. Yeah, yeah. We both are. You can summon us over backstage. Huh? You can summon us over like Jay Z did. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Depends what you're wearing. Yeah. Probably still there. <laughs> uh, Kayla, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 